Hello, everybody. This is Kevin Witham, and welcome to Season 2 of the Common Grounds Unity Podcast. In this season, we want to focus on practical discussions about unity within the Stone Campbell movement and beyond. Jesus valued unity and prayed for it, that we may all be one so that the world may know. We believe unity is best achieved through relationships rather than beginning with disagreements over doctrine, practice, or ideology. We value the gathering, breaking bread and sharing a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. We invite you to gather with another Christian outside your particular family of churches and tell others that unity starts with a cup of coffee. So grab a cup and let's get started with another episode of the Common Ground Unity Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Common Grounds Unity Podcast, where our purpose is to have dialogue and discussions with people across the streams of the Stone Campbell Restoration Movement. We're seeking to create a space where we can have civil dialogue about some of the things that tend to divide us and have forward-looking conversations about how we can advance the unity that Jesus prayed for in John 17. I'm super excited about this conversation Uh, the second one in our series on spiritual formation, which after last week, maybe we're going to start calling spiritual transformation. Uh, And I'm glad to have uh, Ben Brewster here with me. Ben, how are you this week? Great. Good to be back with you, Tina. Ben, were there any things from the last episode that really stuck with you or or anything that that you're really looking forward to having conversation more today with, with Jeannie and Rhonda? I love the uh, the points that were made about relationships and and addressing every facet of who we are. I thought that was so powerful and and really deep. It, it's one of those you have to go back and listen to what both Jeannie and Rhonda said again to really try to absorb. Yeah, I agree. It's I always love when we have guests that like inspire me to take notes. And so, uh, so far I've got three pages going right now. So I'm just going to add on to those today where we have Jeannie Shaw and she served in the ministry with Hope Worldwide and has over 47 years in full-time ministry. She received her MA in Christian Spirituality and Formation and is currently pursuing her doctorate in Spiritual Formation and Discipleship at Nazarene Theological Seminary. Her deepest joy comes from helping others fall more deeply in love with God. She teaches worldwide and just published her 17th book, What Now God? Finding God in Transitions. Jeannie also recently published The View from Paul's Window, Paul's Teaching on Women, and Jeannie is richly blessed with her four adult children and eight grandchildren. So Jeannie, we're so glad you're back with us this week. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. We also have Rhonda Lowry, who, uh, as well as serving as a sixth grade teacher, she was faculty at Fuller Theological Seminary, faculty at Pepperdine University, as well as the Director of Development for Willamette University School of Law in Salem, Oregon. She received her bachelor's degree from Pepperdine University and her master's in divinity from Fuller Theological Seminary in Christian Formation and Discipleship. Last week, we got to hear how God brought that about, which was such an amazing story. Rhonda served as a senior fellow for the Institute 
for Christian Spirituality and Assistant Professor of Spiritual Formation at Lipscomb University. She's a well-known speaker and serves on several boards. Her husband, Randy, served as the president of Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee from 2005 to 2021. They are both on sabbatical this year and enjoying their five grandchildren and uh, they have three grown children. So Rhonda, thanks so much for being back with us this week as well. Absolutely. Tina, just because my kids may accidentally listen to this, I do have nine grandchildren that I really do enjoy. I don't want my kids to ever say, what well, are you not enjoying? Yeah, she has, she has one grandchild she really enjoys out of the nine. All right, we'll fix that. So there are nine grandchildren. So I'm glad you fixed that for us. So I'm sure on some given days, you don't enjoy all nine of them. You got that right. You got that right. So then why don't you get us started? Yeah, I'm so excited to to pick y'all's brains again for a little longer um, for another episode. But, you know, within our Stone Campbell heritage, the restoration movement, there's so much diversity, uh, particularly diversity of thought. And so when we talk about something like spiritual formation, transformation, there's going to be different levels of comfort and, and maybe some misunderstanding. Um, how do y'all go about, um, how would you go about, or how are you going about addressing those different levels of concern and, and maybe some misunderstanding? And and I think the last episode, Jeannie, we started with you. So Rhonda, how about we start with you on this one? Sure. Um, well, there is, you know, there are all kinds of questions let me first say that there are so many people that are so hungry for this that it really is a field that I think is wide open and doesn't really have nearly as much conflict as some of the other issues. Randy, I learned a lot from my husband, but um, he's taught us for years in dispute resolution that you know when conflict hits, if you stay above the line and you deal with just the issues, um, people protect their positions and, and things escalate real quick. But if you go below the line and you get down underneath what is visible and what often is the issue, but you go down below the line and you get to the people's interests, um, you can find common ground down there real easy. I think that's exactly what spiritual formation does because at the heart of almost all of us, whether we're liberal, whether we're conservative, whether we're male, female, you know, all the different, you know, contemporary music, gospel music, whatever the sides are, we really are seeking the heart of God. And we all long to hear God. And spiritual formation allows us to go below the line, if you will, and ask the deep questions of what is God doing? And, um, and so I, I think it is a field that's certainly not without some conflict in it, but it is not loaded um, like so many others are. Yeah. That's a hard one, Jeannie. I'll let you answer that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I appreciate what you said about going deeper below the surface. Um, who doesn't want to feel more of God and experience more of God. Um, But I think there's fear sometimes because um, there's the thought that 
uh, experience is going to negate truth. And, um, you know, that then a person's um, what they think and feel. What if that's not what the Bible teaches? <laughs> like that there has to be one extreme or another. And um, my goodness, in the scriptures, um, you know, you read through the Psalms, you read through, you, you look through people's lives, you, you listen to Hagar's screams, you, you know, you, people are emoting, they're, they're bringing their hearts before God, they're lamenting. And I, I think this is some of what you talked about. Those are the needs. Those are the real needs. And, and um, I, I think there's going to be fear. Fear keeps us from a lot of things. And, um, you know, I, I just think that when, when people go back to the scriptures, they find God moving, God working. I don't think he's done. I don't think uh, he's done working in our lives. Um, he's still moving. He's still active. And that's just important to remember. Um, I think conversations, conversations like these are so needed where we just sit across the table from each other and just hear our hearts. But I do think this is an area that can help bring unity because um, going deeper with God, experiencing God, uh, going deeper than a forum or rules of doctrine is something people are hungry for. It was interesting. Um, I just participated in a class that was offered on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, Somebody's putting it together and it was on uh, forming a work of grace with uh, um, the author's David Takel. He offered this class and just spread the word about it. And it is much about spiritual. It is about spiritual transformation. It's actually an excellent class. But what amazed me in just word of mouth, and this was through the International Churches of Christ, this was, um, it got on, there were so many people on that Zoom call that he had to log off and go to somebody else's Zoom that could hold uh, 500 people or more. And there were people who had gotten up uh, in Australia in the wee hours of the morning. There were people in the Philippines. There were people all over the world. Who were who were saying you? This is deeper. This is um, this is something I've been longing for. And then we would divide up into groups and talk, you know, from all over the world. And it just showed me uh, the power of uniting people by talking about uh, what God is doing, how He's moving, how He can transform us from inside the the relationship with Him. That's what brings us together. The closer we are to Him. You know, the closer we are to each other. And as we mentioned last time, um, God is a relational God. I mean, God, Jesus, and the Spirit, they uh, created us to be to be one, to be in relationship. And it's easy to forget that. Again, the, the fall of humankind just shattered shalom. And uh, yet we're able to have that reconciled now uh, in Christ. And it's a beautiful thing. It gives me a lot of hope. Ben, can I make one more comment? Yeah. Um, and that really is very, very good, Jeannie. Thank you. But I think what we have done for so many years is that we have read, we've got a very high view of scripture. 
in our tribe. And I, I applaud that. And I, um, I just, I can't, I mean, that's who we need to be, but we must be at the point where we allow the work of God to interpret the word of God. Now hang in there with me for just a minute, because I think this is really where um, we can come together. We must allow the work of God in our lives and in the world today to interpret the word of God. We all interpret scripture every time we read it. We go at it with lenses from our culture, from our families, from our mindset, from our intellect. And, and we interpret what we read. If we read it the other way, where we are reading scripture and then going out to the world with answers or going with the work of God, we take the word to the work, what we get is dead legalism. We get rules. We, we don't get relationship. We don't get experiencing with God. But we can't let go of the scripture either. And that goes back to what Jeannie was talking about and the fact of people worry. Well, you know, if you experience God, then, you know, what if it conflicts with scripture? Well, it seems to me that we have got to live in nature and with each other and what he's doing in the world and go back and say, is there antecedent in scripture to know that this is of God, that this is not another spiritual being and there are spiritual beings in the world that are not God uh, and scripture teaches us that but we've got to be able to read the word of God and look for antecedents to say this is who I am this is what's going on what is God saying here and what is truth how does he want me to see this if we go the other way we go with answers before we have the questions and, and we get dead legalism. That's great. I, I want to share an example, too, if I can do that. You know, it's it's interesting. I was um, talking to one of our songwriters uh, in the Church of Christ, and one of our favorite songs in the International Church of Christ, actually, it's the most requested song at conferences, is I Hear God Singing to Me. It's a great song. Um, love the song. It's actually one of my very favorites. And... Um, I was talking to the person who wrote, and he said, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it's kind of interesting. The response is not exactly what I had in mind when some words were added, because, um, you know, it's based on Zephaniah 3 of, of God singing over us. But the chant is, um, you know, it's, I hear God singing to me. And then there's a chant that follows, every nation must be saved. Every every challenge must be braved. And um the songwriter said, actually, that's not, ex I mean, yes, every nation must be saved, but that's not exactly what I hear God singing to me. Um, you know, and I think receiving from God, really um, letting God speak to me, you're talking about in nature. Um, I, I love hear God to God singing to me. I love hearing about his love for me. I love being uh, just embraced by him. Um, if I didn't have that, I don't know how I'd make it through 
losses, through transitions, through difficult times. Um, I didn't mention last time, you know, one of the things that, that uh, drove me to this, I've had a, a lot of crazy experiences. I mean, I've uh, uh, many near-death experiences and a, attempted rape at knife point, um, uh, just uh, struck by lightning, things that you think, okay, God, where are you? You know, I need you. And um, I need him. I need his presence. And we all need his presence. And I think um, it is that walking and talking with God. We have songs. Uh, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. Uh, the joy we share as we tarry there, none others ever known. And um, for people to really believe that, they'll hold on to him as he holds on to them throughout the whole, their whole life. If, if that's the kind of relationship of love that we have. And that's really what we're talking about. Just uh, being the beloved of God, being God's beloved, uh, realize we're created in his image and we are his beloved. That's not something that um, comes easily, I think, for our tribe. Well, I'm just thinking that like how much more attractive to the world would the, um, if we, if our being was more of what you all are talking about than the dead legalism that we're so proud of, like how much more the world would be attracted to the good news of the gospel. Like just as both of you all are sharing, I'm just thinking what peace I feel like in listening to you share and like how that invites in versus makes me warrior up, like to prove that I have checked all the boxes and I have whatever, but just in listening to you, I'm just thinking it's such a peaceful experience. And if the world experienced us as believers more that way, I wonder how the world would look different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great comment, Tina. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Well, so Doug Foster is a friend of Common Grounds Unity, and he's on the board for Global Christian Connection. And he has said that I'm convinced that being transformed by the Spirit into the image of Christ from one degree of glory to another is the key to forming God's beloved community that is united and caring for all. Do you guys agree? And how do you see spiritual formation not only being transformative for the individual, but also for the church? Jeannie, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was waiting on you. Um, you know, I've thought about this question a lot, um, honestly, because I'm, I'm writing my dissertation on the effect of restoration movement interpretation, especially the blueprint and, and pattern and its effect on spiritual formation or transformation and unity. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because the the restoration movement right it was started to to really try to bring unity and yet quickly as greed and desire to dominate and desire to be more right than anyone else um quickly became dogmatic and judgmental and talking down to others and i think um when we left the heart and love, uh, love out of it first and just 
trying to be more like Jesus. What would, how does Jesus view, view others? What does he do? I think that's what makes the difference. And when we go back to uh, letting God transform us from within to really treat others that see things perhaps differently that we do with love, to see them as neighbors, um, to be humble. That's part of transformation. Uh, to not prove, want to prove I'm right, but listen and hear. Um, it's until these transforming practices get, or not practices, is probably the wrong word, but and these transforming ways of thinking and being more like Jesus, when they start from within, they're more welcoming of someone else instead of, I want to show you where you're wrong. I want to show you or how I'm maybe even not how you're wrong, wrong, but how I'm more right. Um, yeah, we so quickly get into that. And that's why the transformation of how we, I believe how we view God viewing us and how we view God viewing each other and how we view each other. It, it can lead us to unity. If we just go back to uh, let's pit your practice and my practice and let's go at it with each other, we're never going to have unity. But if we start with the heart of and really go from first love, and that's above everything else that we show, we'll make progress. I believe we can. And yet it, it, it doesn't happen without uh, emptying ourselves, without humility, and really seeing our neighbor as, uh, as an other that is created in the image of God and is also beloved of God. I grew up in a world where um, if you believed you could belong, and because you belonged, or if you believed you would behave, that was the thought. Mm. And if you believed and behaved, then you could belong. Um, the world doesn't buy that anymore, friends. Sorry. But in the church, I, I truly believe the church has become irrelevant to the world. The world does not need our church anymore. Because... I mean, what are we going to do better than is being done by anybody else? I mean, if we have a crisis, the Red Cross beats us to it and really does everything pretty much better than we can do it. If you have a marriage problem, you don't necessarily go to the ministers or the elders anymore. You go to marriage counselors. If you get a financial crisis, you go to the banks. If you get sick, you go to the doctors. You don't call the elders. Or the, I mean, where in society is the place for the church anymore mm. other than non-hierarchical tethered relationships and tethered to the Holy Spirit, tethered to God, um, where men and women are working in a non-hierarchical relationship, both of them following and you put that in a triangle where both men and women working together are, are tethered to the Holy Spirit 
And it's just simple geometry that you get closer to the top of the triangle and they're going to be closer to each other as they get closer to the spirit. So uh, it just, again, I don't think this is rocket science. I mean, I think it's pretty simple that Foster's exactly right. You know, as, as, as we each grow closer to what God is doing in the world and we're listening and we're paying attention um, and we're hearing him and we're, and we're, we're doing our best to get, we're going to be closer to each other. I think we, we've got to figure out that first of all, unity is not uniformity. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference in unity and uniformity. And the world of believe, behave, belong has really, with the generation we've got now, and what I think is really far more gospel than the first, it's really come in here and belong. Come in here and be a part of us. Come in here, see who we are, and and just join us here on this journey. And let's all grow closer to God together. And if you come in here and belong, your behavior will change over time. We don't have to worry about that. If we're doing what we need to do, just because they're going to see the spirit working in these non-hierarchical relationships and they're going to, they're, and they're going to want that and they're going to, their behavior is going to change. And out of seeing their own personal lives transformed, then they will believe. And I think that's exactly what Jesus did with the disciples. Mm-hmm. Come follow me. Just come follow me. You know? And yes, over time, their, their behavior changed. And, but, you know, when did they believe? Well, they believed when they were baptized. Well, when were the disciples baptized? I have not a clue. So it, it really is, um, it's a journey. It's a story. It's a story of God that we are all living into. And, and we all have a story. And the question is, whose story are you living in? Mm-hmm. Um, and who's writing your story? And I've looked at the story and I've decided that I'm going to belong because I believe in the power of the story of God. As we wrap this up, I just want to ask Ben, as like you're listening to this, you're a pastor in a church and you're shepherding a flock of people. And um, how do you, how do you see what they're saying about like this being tethered to God and, and these kind of things and the, the principles of spiritual transformation? Like what are you taking away from this conversation when you're looking at it through the lens of a pastor? Uh, the first thing I'm thinking is I need to have all y'all come down here and preach. <laughs> Cause uh, you, there's such a wealth of knowledge and insight uh, here. Um, and I'm just, I feel like this is a spiritual feast. Um, and, and I love the uh, the references like uh, Jeannie, when you said God's beloved, I immediately thought of Brennan Manning, the ragamuffin gospel. And what a transformative work that is. And, and then uh, when Rhonda was talking about unity and uniformity, I thought about um, years ago, Rule Lemons in Image Magazine. Uh, he wrote an, an, art, an article, an editorial, uh, talking about the difference in unity and uniformity. And, and, and I love how 
things tie together here, but um, I think what what Rhonda and Jeannie are saying is so important because I know in in the stream that I'm in in the Churches of Christ, uh, you you look at the the numbers and our growth. There is no growth. We, we are we are dying rapidly, and so I think what what Rhonda and Jeannie are sharing is, is so critical. Uh, to us individually and to us as a community, and um, and and I love that emphasis on um, you know coming together and not just um, behaving to belong, uh, but but connecting on on a different level there. And um, and I wanted to say, Rhonda, it's not the the Red Cross that beats us down here to natural disasters. It's usually the Cajun Navy. But, uh, <laughs> Different strokes for uh, folks, you know. <laughs> uh, well, this has been so fantastic. Jeannie and Rhonda, thank you so much for joining us and getting us uh, started in this series. And we would love to have you come back and talk more about this. You all opened up so many other like streams of thinking. And, um, and I hope that this encourages our listeners to to look more into what this looks like for them individually and in community, because I, I love that in the first episode that you all talked about how this is not just for us individually, but in community as well. Uh, we are going to have next week, Casey Tigret and Tim Robinson. Um, and then we have, after their two episodes, we have Randy Harris and Steve Kennard. And so we have some really great panelists that we want you to come back and join us and hear more about this topic of spiritual formation and spiritual transformation. And we want to encourage you to get together with someone that is not in the same congregation, the same denomination, um, and really get to know people so that you can experience this sense of community that both Rhonda and Jeannie have talked with us about today. Thanks so much. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Common Grounds Unity podcast. Thank you for listening to the Common Grounds Unity podcast. Please check out commongroundsunity.org to learn more about who we are. You can subscribe to the essays, join our Facebook group, or find our YouTube channel. And please check out the gatherings page where you can connect with other unity-minded Christians in your area. If you can't find a gathering in your area, we can help you start one. It's not difficult or time-consuming, and we'll help you out along the way. It really does simply start with a cup of coffee. If you want to volunteer or ask questions, please email john at commongroundsunity.org. And lastly, we need your help by donating to this ministry of reconciliation. Your donation is tax deductible. Links for donating are in the show notes or on our website. Until next time, God bless. And remember, unity starts with a cup of coffee.